amazing. Is he ready? We're starting the stream. Gonna go on. Hold on. I'll give you the fifteen seconds in a moment. All right. So how are you? Doing swell. Oh yeah. I watched some of those videos from you from the nineties. Oh, what do you think? Whoa. <laughs> Did that used to air like on fifteen or so seconds? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, went to, we were, I was on. So what? <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line on YouTube. And Hake will respond to your questions or comments. All right? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Amazing. Y'all did y'all a little shopping yet? Don't go to the mall. You get beat up. You have to do it online now. Uh, any questions or comments or anything from anyone? Yes, sir. I got a lot, a little bit to say, not a lot. Um, yeah, right. I've, oh, this is what I, I'm trying to, I wrote it down because I know I, I'd be nervous and f- forget about it. Um, I have been going through hell over the last two months with my family, work, and health. And I think the reason for it is that I'm letting the devil or Satan live rent-free in my head, unfortunately. However, I have a question. This is my question. My question is, um, what is the secret to becoming mentally strong? Like, what are the top five things to becoming mentally strong? I ask the congregation, the members, because I don't have the answers, obviously. Good question. It's amazing you had to write all that down. Because I'm I'm nervous. You're nervous? I'm nervous about saying this. So So you want to notice... I, I want to know what's the secret to becoming mentally strong. Oh, That's okay. my question. All like, right. what are the top five things? If, if the he audience want, can help he me. He want to respond to one, and she want to respond to two, and he want to respond to three, and he want to respond to number four. All right, remember the numbers. What's the five top secrets to becoming mentally strong? Right? That's the question, yeah. right? Okay. I guess it would be... Uh Getting rid of your thoughts for one. And, okay, uh, number one, get rid of the thoughts. And number two? Uh, stay with the silent prayer. Number three, stay with the silent prayer. Number two? Have faith. You have to have faith. Have faith. Number four, have faith. And number five? Um, exposure. I think exposure is very important, you know, coming out to little events and just putting yourself out there, you know. Putting yourself out there, taking the risk. That's five. She said faith, um, down the thought, doing the silent prayer, and putting yourself out there. One, two, three, four. Oh, yeah, number five. Thank you. you at least you can count. Uh, anger, get, getting rid of anger. And number five, getting rid of the anger. Does those things help? Yeah. 
All of them or one? They all helped, uh, especially that guy that said anger. Are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, I'm trying, but I haven't. Uh, are you doing the silent prayer? No, I'm not. Well, how do you expect to get better? Because I don't, I got to look at the directions on how to do the silent prayer. How do, how do you expect to get better if you don't? Be still, let God do it. No, I realize I have to be still now, but, much more than before. Before, I'd be like doing so this, doing that, doing, doing this, doing that. Why are you not doing it? Because I don't know the proper way to do a silent prayer. It's on the, it's on the channel. I have to look at that channel and just digest it. Okay. Right. But those are perfect answers that everybody Yeah, gave those you. top five answers are great. And there's no other way around it. I mean, those definitely the... Those top five are definitely how to become mentally strong. Right. So thank you. Okay. Nice. Any other questions or comments? No? Okay. I've noticed that uh, the world is in a mess, meaning the people of the world. Not the planet itself, not the physical planet, but the people. And I noticed that um, it's sick because... Nobody or a few, very few, one or two people are afraid to stand alone. And as a result of people being afraid to stand alone, they all think the same, they act the same, they overreact the same, they have the same feelings, and they all hide with crowds. Wherever the crowd goes is where they would go. And then if one man or woman, for whatever reason, break away from the crowd and decide that they're going to stand alone, then the, the crowd go after that person to try to destroy that person, whether it's a man or a woman. It's like that in families and everywhere. And I've never seen such mess before. I've never seen a society where finding someone that's willing to really just stand alone and let life happen is rare. It's so rare. When I was growing up, it was everywhere. People stood alone. They didn't mind standing alone. And as a result, the country was on its way to, to greatness because the, uh, there was open discussion about anything, debates, and it didn't matter if you agreed or disagreed. People were not afraid to put their, you know, debate, ask questions. And that's gone now. And we have sick, weak, pathetic people. And so as a result, Satan is just having his way. He's having his way. It's no wonder they're cutting off body parts of children. They're doing whatever they want because everybody's the same. There's no light. And we're supposed to be the light of the world, salt of the earth, and there's no light. It's just darkness everywhere. And not just in America, but around the world. When I counsel with people and talk to people, the words are the same, the reactions are the same, the fears are the same. I would counsel with some people this week, and everybody had fear. I'm like, what are you afraid of? And nine times out of ten, they were afraid of what others thought about them or, or disagreements, standing alone. They was insecure. They didn't want, because people always build an army against the person that stand alone. They didn't want to have to deal with the army. And and these was like Christians and non-Christians alike. It wasn't just 
just a second word. So I'm wondering why be a Christian? Why even call yourself a Christian and be a coward? Why? Just don't call yourself a Christian. Unless you say I'm a cowardly Christian. <laughs> because in God, if you truly believed in God, you wouldn't have fear at all. And you wouldn't think about yourself as not having fear. You wouldn't walk around thinking, oh, I have no fear. Because your nature would change and it, you would just be. You would just, it would just be fine. You, it was like your fallen nature. You're uncomfortable in your fallen nature, but you're unwilling to overcome the fallen nature. And you're never going to be able to do it unless you're willing to stand alone. And nobody loved nobody. Isn't that the right way to say it? That's the right way to say it. Uh, there is no love in the world at all. Because if you had love, you wouldn't be afraid to stand alone because love conquers all. And then I noticed that in politics, in Christianity today, in uh, secularism, every ego thinks it's better than the other ego. Fallen people think they're better than fallen people. It is insane. But it's, it's crazy. You got to be willing to stand alone. It's not normal not to be willing to stand alone. I remember when I first started Barn, I used to do a lot of TV stuff. And one of the things that attracted people that I, I didn't go along with the crowd. It wasn't that I was trying to go along with the crowd, but my, what I was saying was different than what they were saying. And the people loved it. And now people are afraid to even hear the truth. They all join board, and nobody can be trusted. You got to be willing to stand alone. You got to, and, and again, it's not like you try. You can't make yourself overcome fear. You can't make yourself be an individual. It has to happen naturally, and it's only going to happen when you get to know yourself. Because it's being afraid. And joining the crowd and sounding like the crowd and acting like the crowd is a uh, state of being. But it's an abnormal state that you're living. And so your state of mindset and the way you live has to change. And you can't change that because it's a spiritual change. And only that can be done by truth within, by God. But it's a harder way to live, to live like that. And you're trying to find it in other people so you can feel better. It ain't going to work that way. It doesn't come through people. It comes from God. It doesn't come from anyone. Nobody but God. So you, got, you better be trying to learn to stand alone spiritually because it's going to get worse before it gets better. In, in families, at words, and everywhere. And trying to get that identity from human beings is not, not going to work. I interviewed a couple of preachers on my show, and one, I think maybe both, but one preacher, he knew the Bible, he has degrees, he went to theologian school, whatever you call them, but he didn't know the kingdom of heaven is within. He, doesn't, he didn't know about that at all. He didn't know what that meant. I think he said he heard about it, but he, too, is looking on the outside for the answers. And the answers are not on the outside. And, and I discussed that with him. I'm sure I'm like, well, no, you can't look outside for the answers. It's not here. It's not there. And they're waiting on, 
It's something going on in, in the Revelation book that they're reading, and they're waiting for God to return, or Jesus or somebody. They're waiting for him to return. I'm like, didn't he already come back? But they're waiting. It reminds me of, aren't the Jews waiting for a disciple too or somebody, a Messiah? He's already come, and he lives in you. It is done the test and the New Testament, uh, the New Testament done it. It was completed. And so all you had to do is live from within so you can live the completed life. It's already done. The devil been defeated. You have life. Have no fear. Perfect love casts out fear. And it's already done. Amazing. Yes, sir. So what, what's your description? This is on. So what you're describing is the um, the nature change. A lot yeah. of Christians call it um, salvation process or whatever. But really what's happening is being born again is the return of Jesus Christ. A lot of Christians don't know that either. They're looking for the Messiah to come like the Jews are looking for a physical Messiah to come back when Jesus has already came. And so the born-again experience that you experience individually yourself is the return of Christ. He's already done it, yeah. And all the things that you have to do is wake up so you can see him. Is wake up. And once you wake up, then that's it. The only reason you don't notice is because you're asleep. You're unconscious. You're in a fallen state. You're, you're in a... A fallen state meaning you're in the wrong state spiritually because we are a spirit. And, and that's another thing that was interesting about this preacher. He didn't seem to know that we are a spirit. We are not the body at all. We are the temple of God. This building that we're in is not the temple of God. And you'll come in and treat the building better than you treat yourself. Hey, I noticed that. People go to a church building. And they treat the building better than they treat themselves. They'll go in a building and won't curse. They won't curse in the building. But as soon as they walk outside, they curse. <laughs> oh, like, well, you just cursed in the temple. No, then I left the building. The building is just a building. Like our body is just a temple, just a body that we live in. And I, I'm telling you, and I promise you this, when you wake up, you're going to see you just live in a body. That's not who you are at all. You're living in a false state of consciousness, and that's not who you are. We're none of these things that the devil has convinced us that we are. And other people have told us. You're living a life in slavery where you could be free. Isn't that amazing? You could be free right now, and if you go to heaven, it will continue. But why wait until heaven when heaven is with you? Why not just live in heaven now? Because nobody care about you. <laughs> People just use one another, but they don't care about one another. Nobody. I can't tell you the number of marriages I've counseled with. Nobody care. The husband don't like the wife, and the wife don't like the husband. And that's why as soon as they stop getting what they think they want from each other, the fight starts. 
and now you're fighting for that high that you got before you got married. I thought you said you love me. I was lying. I thought you said you love me. But if you had love, you wouldn't need love. If you had love, you wouldn't be looking for anything. You would not need anything from anyone. Yes, sir. Isn't that amazing, though? It's like Christ wasted his time. One thing I wanted to actually compliment you on, I don't know why, as you were talking, um, I had recalled like four, five, six weeks ago, you had mentioned waking up early and doing the silent prayer. Yes. And uh, I think one time I, I didn't have to work, so I just stayed up just doing stuff around the house, and I woke up at like noon, and I just felt like my whole day just kind of sucked. I don't know. I just wanted to sort of share that. You woke but, up at noon p.m.? Yeah. What the? Yeah, no. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, okay, silent prayer. And I just remember the whole day just felt off. But anyway, I just want to throw it out there. But that wasn't what so I wanted to So you slept through the prayer time and everything. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like the whole day was already over. But um, I actually recently got into a, uh, a debate with a friend. Um, and I think this is regarding the topic that you're just talking about, where <clears throat> he always likes to say, you know, we're only human, right? Or after he sins or whatever, he says, oh, you know, this is our human nature and uh, uh, nobody's perfect or whatever. And I, and, I, and I wanted to really push back against that because it seems like everyone always likes to say that after the fact, never like before the fact. It's yeah. always something to sort of make them feel better. And with everything you just said, do you think that once we do have love, get rid of anger, no more ego, we're truly following Christ, that we can become perfect? Or oh, is that's the a fall, good question. You know, or is the fallen state always something that we're basically fighting? Like, I know as a Christian we can't exactly rest. The devil's always going to keep, keep te- tempting us. But is it still okay to say, like, oh, hey, you know, I'm not perfect. I, you know, uh, we're, I'm just human. <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing. And so your question is what? When someone says, I'm not perfect, is that actually justifiable for sinning or falling short or justifying saying not reading the Bible, silent prayer, or not? Good question. The young man in front of you want to respond. He's just dying to respond. (laughs) Uh, What was the question again? (laughs) Is it all right to say, I'm just human? Uh, no one is perfect. Oh, yeah. Um, I would just say Did that. Did I say that right? Yeah. For the most part, yeah. Okay. Um, everybody knows the answer already. It's already within them. Even when I ask the question sometimes, I already, even after I ask the question, I already, I can already know and already tell that I already have the answer. And then I feel like uh, sometimes it's just stupid of me just to ask the question. <laughs> But I already knew, and I kind of heard that. And so, are we perfect already? We can be perfect if we um, we follow, you know, if we we believe, and you know, just take these little steps to to get to you know to fight those demons that been bothering us all the you know all our lives. Is this your first time here? Yes, sir. Oh, what's your name? Moses. Moses. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Moses in the house. I get that all the time. You know, we say. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, every time I hear the name Moses, I think of that movie with Elizabeth Taylor and the guy that played Moses. Who was it? What? Yeah. You mean like the original? Yeah, yeah. the original. She's like, Moses, Moses. 
and that rain, that stood with me. It sounds so powerful. <laughs> but um, um, how did you hear about us? I, I, a young lady, um, I was uh, out of, down, I'm down and out, kind of in, within myself, not right. financially or anything, but... Uh, inwardly, you were down and out? Yeah, like inwardly. Right. You know, I was kind of lost and didn't know. And uh, she sent me a few of these uh, things, and I started watching the YouTube, and I, I just, it just made all the sense. You know, nice. for about six years I've been listening to you, and I've been making excuses to come down, come down, come down. Next thing you know, I'm here. You, know? you look like one. Of, are you one of the Jackson Five? No. Oh. <laughs> no. You look like him. Oh yeah. But anyway, uh, have you gone forgiving your mother? Yes, uh, I did. Uh, she's uh, she's uh, she's actually awesome, but. Um, when I did try to forgive her, you know, she just kind of felt like... Uh, Speak up for me. Speak she, from the chat. When I did try to forgive her, um, she kind of felt like, wow, I didn't even know that, you know. And then some of the things that I explained that I needed to get off my chest and everything, uh, she's, she recognized it. And so it was really good. We, yeah. Right now, our relationship's a lot better. A lot better. And, and when you say she's awesome, a woman that c- couldn't admit she was wrong at first... What made her awesome? It, was, it wasn't that she... Well, I guess so. I mean, when you look at... When I look far in the past, <clears throat> I guess those times uh, when, it, when those events are happening and those obstacles are happening, I guess she couldn't admit that, but... Um, Were you uh, afraid to face her? Uh, I just was, uh, you know, trying to, trying to pinpoint what I needed to say, what, what, I, what I needed to... Uh, explained to her that probably was my hang-up all my life or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And what made her awesome? You said she's awesome. Because she's, uh, she's open-minded. She doesn't, you know, she's not confrontational. I mean, when I grew up, like, 12 to 15 years old, I probably got a belt on my butt, but um, she's not confrontational if I talk back or, or stand up for myself or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's, and how about she's your open-minded. Father? I'm sorry? You, you forget your father? I never knew my father. You and never also, knew your father? Yeah, I think... And you have an awesome mama? You never knew your daddy? Well, you know, uh, after not having a father all, all my life, um, I, I, I know his name because I lost my Social Security card. <laughs> but uh, So I had to go get it, and I seen his name, but never tried to go look for him. Why so, not? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I don't even know if he's alive anymore. But, uh, but you know, what? All this whole time without a father, I just realized uh, got closer to the father, and I, I really believe that a lot of uh, obstacles that I faced in my past uh, was because he was always with me. And then now I can see back and, and look, reflect back, and know that it it was nothing but him that made it happen. Do you know? You know? You don't have to tell us per se, but do you know why your father wasn't there for you? Oh, you know, back in the day, you know, if you. Uh, if you don't court somebody right, or you don't ask the father for the hand in marriage, or the you know, or yeah. stuff like that, the father comes out with a shotgun and <laughs> chases yeah. you away. I think maybe that's probably one of the things. My grandfather was not an easy person. When you military, and when you ask your mother about your father, what does she say? What did she say? Oh, she uh, she said he was military too, and I thought, well, you know, he, all of a sudden he was like this super soldier and i thought well captain america was my father (laughs) 
but uh, <laughs> you know, just joking around about right. it. But I, that's what she says. She, he was in the military, so. Why don't you find him and ask and find out? That sounds great. Um, you know, I got my life leading. And you got what? For, I, you know, I'm leading my life now, and a lot going on. I don't know if... Uh, and there's no part of you that would like to just know him and find out about him and see him? I mean, you know, every, I get an instance every once in a while. Yeah. yeah so do. why would you do it then? I don't know. I don't even know where to start. You know, that. At the beginning. <laughs> I tried that, and all, all I get was different stories and stuff. So. Oh, you tried to find him? Tried, I tried uh, younger when I was 18, 20. Yeah. And, and do you know his family at all? In his no, folk? not at all. And do your mother know any of his folks? No. Not she that told I, you she didn't? Not that she's shared with me yet. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I'd like to talk to her about that. Yeah. yeah. You should find your father. Yeah. And then hear his side of the story because the people who are telling you about him are not telling you the truth. I bet. No, I'm bet. sure they're not. I bet. You can bank on it. Yeah. You can call up Bill Gates on this one. <laughs> <laughs> they're not telling you the truth about him. Mm. Well, you know, I have a question. Um, when when I do silent prayer, and my understanding is that if you're, uh, when you do silent prayer for however long, um, you begin your day in the presence of God. Is that correct? Right. Well, you right? you do. And so, oh, well, some people they the still day, get... Satan's trying to, you know, trying to jump in there, right? But it's 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 less effective, so to speak, when he tries to do it because I'm in the presence of Father, right? Right. Right. And the more you stay present, yes. he cannot get in. Yeah, because he has to bring you out of the present into an illusion of a past or a future or something like that. Yeah. But as long as you stay present, he cannot touch you at all. I noticed that, and and this gentleman back here said that uh, you know he he stayed up till noon, missed prayer, but he's right. You know, you can go out the whole day and it'll fall apart right before your eyes yeah. and you can feel the difference. Yeah, you absolutely. You can feel it. It's very, um, It's tough. interesting too. When you stay present, you feel nothing. Mm. It just is. Yeah. And I don't have to think about it or plan about right. it, plan anything. And, and everything that I needed to be done happens. It does. And I get things done quicker. So. Absolutely. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. It is amazing. Amazing, man. Amazing. <laughs> and so stay with us. You're doing the silent prayer, right? Yes. Stay with it, stay with it, stay with I it, know. stay with it. And you haven't seen anything yet. Oh, I know. I know. You really haven't seen anything. It's awesome. He, he's going to change your whole mind about everything. Hmm. And you can't even imagine how he's going to change it because the imagination cannot even imagine the things of God. Hmm. It has no communication at all wow. because it's of the devil. Wow. Amazing. It's an honor being here and meeting you. I, I, you know, when I seen you, I go like, wow. <laughs> he black. <laughs> wow, he black. That's what I thought. I saw myself on Dr. Field, and I was like, so black? I'm like, why they have me so black? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> uh, good, man. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. It's an honor to have you here, too. Well, thank you. Thank yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. So going back to my, my friend right here, his question about freedom. About uh, being uh, perfect. Being perfect, yeah. So I noticed that happens a lot, too, if, uh, with people who are trying to look down on Christians. They'll say, well, you guys aren't perfect. Right. And, and the Christian even say, I'm not perfect. Right. Nobody's perfect. Uh, we're just human nature. 
They were saying the same thing. Yeah, but you can. But the thing is, you can be perfect in your choices and your decisions. What do you what mean you by do. that? So, if we're uh, if we are in tune with God, and if we are being still and knowing ourselves, we can recognize the deceptions of the enemy, and we can make decisions that are right in the moment if we stay present. Yeah. And so that's the perfection that we need to strive for, not, oh, um, making sure that, you know, I do every single thing correct or I look bad before the world. It's that in tuneness that you have to have with the Father that keeps you in the present. And okay. then God will lead you in each decision that you make. Amazing. The young man behind you, can we be perfect? Can we be perfect? In this body, can we be perfect? Um, I believe we can be close to perfect. It's uh, hard to be perfect. But, um, and why is that? I think because we make like a, a lot of mistakes, you know, a longer way like that we don't mean to intentionally make. But, you know, sometimes like just words come out, spew out, you know, that we don't really mean, you know, but a word in the may, heat of the moment. A word may, you may, may come out and you don't really mean it. Yeah. Like, oh. uh, for instance, like a, like a father and son or something like if they have an argument. You know, like sometimes both parties, you know, say things that they don't really mean. Yeah. You know, and it's just uh, out of anger in the heat of the moment. But, you know, deep down inside, there's a, a bigger like like foundation of love. Oh, OK. Know, so. uh, this is your first time here? Yes. My first and time. what's your name? How did you hear about it? Uh, my name is Caesar, And um, I heard about you guys on uh, YouTube. Oh, see. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of YouTube. Uh, Gracias. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Any questions about anything? Um. Right now, at the moment, uh, I don't have any, but uh, I'll think of some. Yes. Nice. Well, welcome, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate uh, it. One other person I want to respond to is impossible to be perfect. Is that right? Right? And people say, you know, I'm not perfect. Right. We're just human. Yeah. And you want to know, can we be perfect or are we perfect? Is it attainable? Or? Is it attainable? Okay. Nice. Um, Francisco, you want to return to that? Yes. So, uh, it, it, going to the Bible. <clears throat> in the Word. It, it talks about that in Scripture, and one of the ones that we all know is, um, be ye perfect, you know, be perfect. And what I kind of understand about that means is that, okay, yesterday I made a mistake on the math test, and oh, okay, I, I screwed up over here. But, you know, tomorrow I'm going to, I'll do better on that test. You know, I'll pass that test. And so people always, uh, especially your people that are against you, always point back to your past to tell you what you did wrong. That's what the devil does. He reminds you of the past or makes you dream of, about something in the future. So, so can yes. we be perfect now? Yes. Yes. How? Um, That's what he want to know. Well, um, Oh, man, my uh -huh. thought kind of. But being present, being still, and just That's being aware. Be okay. Yeah. yeah. The young lady got the last word. She want to respond to that. Can we be perfect now? Um, I was going to say I don't know, but now I, I feel like. Speak up for me. Speak from the chest. Um, I was going to say that I don't know, but. I believe we can, because if we, all we have is this present moment. If we are always present in the present moment, and you are, um, 
in like in love in your spirit of love then that to me would be perfect and it's your first time here what's your name how do you hear about us my name is Lee J, and I heard about you on YouTube. Welcome. Thanks. Any questions about anything? No, not yet. Nice. I can absolutely guarantee you, without a doubt, not even a second thought, we are already perfect. We are already perfect. He came, he finished, it is done. And the only reason you don't know that we are perfect, you don't know that you are perfect, is because you're living in imagination, what she was saying. You're living in thoughts, and you're believing that this fake identity is yours. You're believing that the nature of the devil is you. You're believing that the vices, the thoughts, the feelings, and all that stuff is you, and it's absolutely not at all. It's an illusion. And that's why when you go and forgive, the Spirit of God forgive you for judging his image. Because when we judge the other, because we're creating God's image, we're judging him. We're judging the image of God, right? And so, but, so when you forgive, he will forgive you. And now your spirit is of love and not of hate. And so you no longer identify with hate. I mean, you start to see, once you get the spirit, come back to the power like that, you will see that the spirit of hate, of anger, which is hate, is that of the devil. It was never you. You're already perfect, just living in the body. So when people say, oh, I'm not perfect, every human being, they are in a fallen state they cannot see. But we are, it's done already. And when you are born of the Spirit of God by forgiving, the power, the truth, the nature of God will destroy this false image that you have of yourself, that you have identified with all your life, thinking that was you, and really didn't want to be that way. You didn't want to be that way, but no one told you how to overcome it. You thought it was you. They said, read the Bible. They said, go down to the front of the church and accept Jesus. None of that worked. There's more to it than that. You must see that you're wrong for anger, for judging, and go in for give, and then you wake up. And once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. Now, intellectual people go back to sleep because they have really, they're not awake. They intellectually think that they're awake. That's why they continue their old ways of judging and have fear and all that kind of stuff. But you're already perfect. It is done. It is done. So when people say, oh, I'm just human, they're blind, they're lying. They can't see. And you'll see that once you allow um, the image of Satan to be destroyed, you stop identifying with... If you stop identifying with the image of God... I mean, of Satan right now. If you, can, you can see it right now if you didn't identify with it. With fear and doubt and this idea you need love, you need family, you need this and you need that. You don't. It's a false image. And then you love everybody with perfect love. No opinion. But we are, we are already perfect. Spirit. We are a spirit. And Christ came, sent by God, and got us back. At first, we had no way out of this darkness. In the Old Testament, that's what it's all about. People suffering, people this and that. This is how people do one another now when they're in a fallen state. They're living the Old Testament. They're living the life of the devil. And they think that they're living the life of God or themselves. But you're already perfect. Your spirit is perfect. 
This false image is not perfect. Isn't that amazing? And when you do the silent prayer and stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, and allow life to happen, allow yourself to feel the fear, allow yourself to feel the doubt, and relax in it, you're going through this false image of yourself. And on the other side is freedom. But you got to go through it. You got to shake your boots. You got to be willing to be alone. You got to be willing to go through it and not reach out for anything. Isn't that amazing? You had your hand. Go ahead. And then I want to get into the biblical question. How would you be able to break that down for, like, say, like a 10-year-old who is sort of dependent on parents in a way to where, you know, you were just talking to Moses here, not about parting the Red Sea or anything, but, you know, basically we're talking about his, you know, his father and abandonment and his mom. It's like how would you condense that to, like, say, a 10-year-old who's currently living right through that? You know, would you talk about silent prayer? Would you talk about, hey, you don't need anybody? A ten-year-old living through what? Going through the hell? Well, right. You know what I'm saying? Going through the hell. Like, how would you prepare somebody ahead of time, you know, when they're so young and they might not be able to comprehend what you're saying? Just tell them, don't be angry. Mm. If kids can stay away from the anger, they'll be fine. Mm. The only reason that they get caught up in illusion is because nobody tells them, hey, don't be angry. Yes, that was wrong, but don't be angry about it. And that way they don't get caught up in their imagination. They don't get so caught up with the feelings. And as they get older, it'll be easier for them to drop everything and continue to live. But the parents don't tell the kids, hey, don't be angry. If they get angry, the parents get angry at the kids for being angry. And it just adds to the problem. But if parents said to the children, you know what, I'm wrong. Or even if I'm not wrong, don't be mad. Because you become like whoever makes you mad, right? You take on that identity. And, but if the parent is telling the little kid, don't be angry, they'll be fine. Mm. And let them speak up. Tell them to speak up. If you disagree with dad or mom, speak up. Let me know. And if the kids speak up in the wrong way, and if the parent didn't take it personally because of their ego, they would still correct the child rather than say, I'm grown, don't talk to me that way. Like they somebody. They ain't nobody. <laughs> <laughs> just because you're a parent that don't make you important people ride parenthood like it's a big deal uh, it's like riding the preacherhood or the, or the PhD hood or like those titles don't mean anything they don't make you free they don't keep Satan away from you and now you're trying to find things to make you feel better with your degree but tell kids to stay away from the anger they'll be fine speak up but don't be angry thank you sir yeah amazing um any questions? You're already perfect. You just have identified with the wrong nature. That's the only thing. And in that nature is fear. It's all in the Bible. Have no fear. God is with you. Perfect love casts out fear. Love God. You don't need anything. It's all there, but people read right over it. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It has come already. It's in the Word. It's in the Word. <laughs> Frankie, did you have your hand? I did. I just want to give an example about Moses. That's one of the things that the children were, or the people were walking out of uh, uh, the Exodus. And um, God was trying to reorient them. And so 
God is saying, depend on me. Depend on me for everything. And the people wouldn't do it. Depend on me for food. Oh, yeah. Okay, we want, we want, uh, we want meat. So they, God brought pheasants in the morning or in the evening. We want bread. So God got bread in the morning. We want water. So he told Moses uh, to hit, hit a rock just to show that this little tiny rock can feed thousands of people. All right. Whatever. I watched this movie and about Jesus and Jesus with his disciples. They all loved him and they all act like they cared, just like people do today, right? And then Judas turned on Jesus. Remember that? And the narrator of the movie said, Judas turned on Jesus and the disciples scattered. They wouldn't stay around him and help him. They scattered once he turned. And that's what happened in families. That's what happened at work. That's what happened everywhere. When people turn on you, all your little friends scatter. You, you go and forgive mama, then all your other family members scatter. They take the side of mama. And you thought, well, I thought you were my best friend, cousin. But they scatter. Have you noticed that? It's the same old spirit. But you can be free. I want to get to the biblical question uh, for this week. And I want to start right here. What should a woman want? <laughs> um, what should? A, this is an amazing question. So in my fallen state, I didn't even know what I wanted because I wanted everything. I think, at least I think I wanted everything. Right. Um, but now, I, I was listening to the, the show this week, and I heard some lady say, we want peace. And I can kind of, I think we do want peace. I mean, um, because we want everything and we don't know what we want. And when you say we, who are you talking about? Myself, at oh, least. Okay. I can say, you know, me. Right. Um, I want peace and, and being able to see my thoughts and the thoughts that I think I want. I'm like, Jesus, oh my gosh, it's, it's everywhere. It's crazy. So peace. A woman should want peace. Peace. Yeah. Peace. Okay. I like your little jacket. Oh, thank you. It's sharp. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the lady, y'all lady behind you, what should a woman want? I, I love what she said. We should want peace. Um, just like her, I, in the past, I have not wanted peace, and I thought I wanted peace. Right. Or I thought that I was bringing peace upon others in my life, and I wasn't bringing peace. So, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I was going to say something similar as well. And what is peace? Peace is not wanting anything from anyone else. Peace okay. is being able to be on your own, being still, and having love in your heart because it's God's love and you don't need any sort of attention or anything from others. Okay. That's what peace is to me. And I've noticed that I've had a lot more peace in my life because I've been living like that. Amazing. This young lady want to respond. What should a woman want? I think pretty much the same. Like bef- before I learned everything that I'm learning now, it would have been more like accomplishments and and adding things to my life whereas now just being still 
So be, be, be before be, knowing that you should want peace, you, you thought you wanted all those other things? Yeah, I think when you're kind of, you know, because there's a lot of things that I think society puts on you, pressures to, yeah. to do this, to do that, etc. Um, but now knowing what I know and going through the kind of the transformation of overcoming, it's just, just, being, just being still. I found that really hard before. I'm getting so much better. But just, just to, be, to be at peace, just be relaxed, to be in the moment. Is it still hard for you to be at peace? Sometimes. Yeah, and what's hard about it? Um, I think I just catch myself in my thoughts yeah. or more so um, not being caught up with the busyness of life and the things that you've got to do all the time right. and just kind of putting them, that's the time slot for that, time slot for that, and then shutting off and shutting down and just relaxing. Are you keeping your mind with your body? You've been I've, trying that? Yeah, I've been trying that. How's that going? It's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I catch myself, you know, throughout the day, probably here and there, and I'm like, oh, come on back. Yeah. Because I'll be drifting, like, while I'm driving. I, most of the time, like, like, I'm driving to work, and I'm like, how did, how, how did I get here? And yeah. it's like a good 40-minute journey, and then I'm like, oh. Amazing. So bring it back, yeah. It's interesting keeping your body with your mind. It's like, ain't nothing to do. And I'm like, well, ain't nothing to do. What the... Like nothing to think about, nothing to do. All is well when the mind is with the body. It's only when you drift away that all this crazy thinking and worrying and I got to get this done, I got to get that. But when you keep the mind with the body, there's nothing to do. It's weird living a life with nothing to do, nothing to think about. I even remember thinking the other day, I better, maybe I need to try to make myself think about something. And I'm like, no, I ain't going to do that. But it's interesting to live in the present. Uh, this young man want to respond to what should a woman want? God, I'm not even a woman. <laughs> that, so if a woman asks you, Mr. Mr., what should I want? And you would tell her what? Oh, my goodness. That what you would say? Oh, my goodness. Don't ask me. <sighs> I'm yeah. not a woman. Oh, my gosh. What do women want? That's not, what, never... not what do they want. What should they want? What should they want? Yes. There's books and articles all over the internet on regarding that, and women still, men are obsessed with what women want. But what do women want? Not what do they want, what, what should they want? What they should want? Wow. Um, I guess... Um, Peace of mind, happiness, joy, uh, truth, stillness. Um, uh, finding your gift in the world or like finding the job you love because the job is uh, eight hours of your life. And if finding a job, they should well, want a find, job. I mean, it's part of... All the things that make a person happy and inner peace. So, I mean, you sleep eight hours, you go to the job eight hours. If okay. you hate your job, you're not going to be a peaceful woman. Okay. Right here. What should a woman want? Uh, what should women want? No, what should a woman what want? What should a woman want? Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, you want me to just say something like uh, what I think, like or like? 
It was a question. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't know. Questions are normal about what you think about it, right? Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah. I'm black and slow, but. Me too. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. What should what a woman, should a woman want? Uh, I would say that, you know, I agree with a lot of uh, everybody else, what they were saying. Peace. But, peace. Um, but, you know, to and what add, is peace? To add to that, probably like, you know, whatever God wants for uh, them. Oh, okay. You know. And to add to that what? What God wants? Yeah, what God, oh. whatever God wants for them. Oh, okay. You know, you know, what God wants for them. All right. Amazing. Right here. What should a woman want? Less. Less what? Of everything. What do you mean? No. I think <laughs> a woman should want um, to stop wanting things. Just, just want less to be more like everybody else at peace. Um, but also I think that um, a woman should want to be a woman, like in her natural state, um, in the order of God, to just naturally want to be uh, what God wants her to be in, in, as a natural lady. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lady. What should a woman want? <laughs> it's amazing. I think uh, peace. And what is peace? Peace uh, being content with with what they are, with what they are, what they have. Because I think if you start adding words like they should have joy or happiness, that that's always a roller coaster. And that's always what speak from like the chest. A, it's already a roller coaster. Oh, okay. And uh, so she. So she should just want peace? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's more stable than feelings. And what is peace? Uh, being content with... Uh, whatever you have? With whatever you well, have. Well, I don't want to put words in my mouth. Yeah. Okay. The young lady behind you dying to respond. What should a woman want? My gosh, I feel like I should have asked myself this question my whole life, and I don't know if I ever have. You don't know what you want? Um, I Speak up for my case. I don't, I, I don't know. The mic is on? Okay, speak right into the other library. Uh, yell at me the way you yell at your boyfriend. <laughs> um, I, I, my instincts would just say that a woman should want to be who God wants oh, okay. her to be. Amazing. Don't want to respond. What should a woman want? It's all we biblical. Isn't this like an amazing question? Amazing. And I bet everybody thought they knew what a woman should want, right? Okay. What should a woman want? After careful consideration, <laughs> I'm going to say she should want for nothing. And I say that because, like, for me, if I want something, it, it brings these <clears throat> expectations that are hard to live up to, right? It brings these thoughts of what, for instance, a lot of people mentioned peace. Now I've got to think about what peace is, really. Or my thoughts tell me what peace is, and are it's you, not. Are you saying that a woman should not want peace? I'm not saying it. I'm saying, she sh I'm saying nothing. <laughs> she should want for nothing. But not peace. <laughs> he tried to get rid of the mic. <laughs> I mean, I, 
Everybody wants peace, right? So but shouldn't a woman want a tuna? What the? I'm saying she should want for nothing and let life happen. Oh, so she shouldn't want peace? Right. Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Good answer, good answer. That wasn't an answer, that was a question. <laughs> what I'm going to say she should want for nothing. This is a fellowship, too. This is not a test. And I'm saying... Right? It's just a fellowship. We're edifying one another. I gave my answer. And what's your answer? She should want for nothing. So she should not want for peace? She should not want for peace. Because, and I'll say she should, she should not want for peace because her mind's going to make up what peace actually is. So they don't even want peace? No. Okay. Uh, right here and then here. And then I, we'll move on. What should a woman want? I think the same thing a man should want, which is a connection to God. Connection to God? Yeah. Meaning what? Um, meaning when we're all in our fallen state, men or women, we're still affected by the same evil spirit. And the only way to get over that is to forgive and find your direct line through to God. Okay. So, okay. Interesting. The young man next to you want to respond. What should a woman want? Uh, I don't really know. You don't know? No. Yeah. I, all I see is uh, girls are Gucci purses and that's it. <laughs> so I think that's what they want. I don't know. <laughs> that's right. Don't forget. Uh, are, you, are you keeping your mind with your body? No. You, I don't like it. You don't like it? No. What do you don't like about it? It's so boring and lonely. <laughs> Amazing. That's what everybody thinks. You're right about that. Right here. What should a woman want? So I have uh, three answers. Three? Yeah, because I thought about it a lot. When I first initially heard the biblical question, I said women should want perfect peace because how could you go wrong with perfect peace? And what is perfect peace? Not wanting wanting anything, which is my second answer. Uh, question, not wanting for anything. I mean, that's my second answer. So perfect peace is not wanting for anything? Yeah, perfect peace is being content, not wanting for anything, which is my second answer. I'm like, well, women women shouldn't want anything. Then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, what do I want? Or what have I wanted? And I want God's will to be done in my life, God's love, God's light to shine in my life. And they all kind of connect together because if you want God's will to be done in your life and God's love and God's light to shine in your life, everything else you won't want for nothing. You will have perfect peace because God takes care of everything. So everything else will be given. Okay. Last word, Frankie. What should a woman want? Uh, I, I kind of don't know. I mean, I don't know what I want, so. Oh, you don't know what a woman should want? Okay, I'll get biblical. No, don't make up something. Uh-uh. No. i get biblical. You know, okay. Bible, hunger, thirst, after righteousness, uh, you know. But you don't really know? No. Oh, okay. Did you have your hand? Yes. <laughs> I thought I'd give it a shot. Um, what should a woman want? I mean, I... I failures in the past with relationships and everything um i uh and and then you teaching how to rebuild the man you know and being the spiritual leader and the the man of the house you know and and to our kids i think we're um uh the only example of the father right because father shows us right 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 so um 
if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, then really the woman doesn't need to want anything because she's already feeling the protection, feeling the communication and the spiritual soundness, right? And the kids are being affected by that too. So yeah. not even the kids really want anything. Okay. That's what I think. Amazing. You got a man behind you want to respond. I didn't actually get the biblical question. I could have swear I was here last week. What should a woman want? I, I'm not going to be able to give you a response. That it, oh, you need a whole through. week to think about it? Not necessarily, more oh. or less. It's, it would just be something off the cuff, and I'm not oh, too okay. convicted about it. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, Nick. Uh, um, she should want to be a Proverbs 33 woman and find a good man. And uh, <laughs> I'm playing. Proverbs 33. I'm just playing. I'm just joking around. <laughs> Bible thumbing. No, I, I agree with everybody. What's a Proverbs 33? I don't. I have no clue. It's oh. just something I've heard. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or 31. It's a Proverbs 31 woman. Are you a Proverbs 31 woman? Uh-oh. Well, go ahead and answer that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I, I'll go to... Real me. quick, yeah, I just, I agree with everybody. She should want, a woman should want uh, to be free, to be free. And 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 uh, I like this question because it's a chance to um, really uh, uh, express that that um, she doesn't need a relationship or a man, that she could go to God. Okay. Well, are you a proper 31 woman? Right. To know. But you knew what it was, uh huh? I've heard the, because it's like a common joke in the Christian community, Proverbs 31. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. And so, so, but you don't know what that says, what that is? I think I read the scripture once and I was, it was a one and done, yeah. I didn't want to hold on to it too much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who knows what a Proverbs 31 woman is? Do you know? Yeah, you know. You. Because you try to be right for your husband. Uh, what's a proverb 31 woman? I think it just talks about um, in a passage how you should be as a, as, a, as a woman and as a wife and how you should conduct yourself. Oh, I see. How you should behave, how oh, okay. you should be in the home, blah, blah, blah. Nice. The reason I came up with this question because in every counseling session I've ever done, women want everything but what is right. And they try to get it from the outside. They try to get it from a man. They try to get it from a job. They try to get it from the children. They try to get it from family, friendship, and they can never get it. And they're frustrated because they can't. And they end up, uh, you had your hand? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, women should want, like, truth. I think everybody wants truth, too. Yeah. You know, that, that's related to, like, what you're saying, like, uh, you know? A woman should only want the kingdom of heaven. A woman should only want that. There's nothing else you should be wanting. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and his right way, and all will be added. There's nothing wrong with wanting a husband. Nothing wrong with that, right? But it should be a number 131 on your bucket list. You shouldn't want for anything. But just as a man, as Frankie and somebody said, whoever said it, Doug, I think, seek the kingdom of God, ladies. You're not going to find it in a man. You're not going to find it in things. You're not going to find it in a, a bunch of little children. You've got to find it within. You've got to stop looking outside because uh, it's not out there. No human being or no material thing can solve that empty space that you have. 
is a spiritual space that yearning for the father and only a return to the father will solve that. And then everything else will start to fall in place. And if you do end up getting married, you will only be attracted to a man that love was right. A woman won't even be attracted to a man that need her. Men, men don't have it, ladies. Sorry. They don't, especially today's men. They are pathetic. Really, they are pathetic. I don't even think God want them back. <laughs> God like, oh, God. And so it's not in the man, lady, it's in you. The kingdom of heaven is inside of you as well. Instead of seeking anything on the outside, seek the kingdom. Be still, go and forgive. Be still and know God. And he will fulfill that. And he will add all things to you that is meant to be. And when you do get married, and if you get married, you have a marriage that will last until death do your part. Because if the man is there, fine. If he decides he want to leave or cheat or whatever, fine. Bye. You wouldn't miss anything. You wouldn't be, because you would not be trying to get anything. You already to be fulfilled. And so if the man went wrong during the marriage, you wouldn't be crying and you wouldn't be hurt. You wouldn't be willing to do anything to try to keep him. And just making your life even worse. Stop looking on the outside, ladies. Women are suffering because they thought they were getting a man that was going to guide them or something. And they thought during the dating period that the man loved them because they felt good. And as soon as they get married, everything changed. And now they're like lost, trying to get something from the man that he doesn't have to give. Men don't have love to give. They don't have it. Stop looking for it. Don't look for anything. Seek the kingdom of God. He'll add it unto you. And ladies today, they have... Don't look outside, ladies. It's not there. Do what I tell men to do all the time. Seek the kingdom of God. And God will make it right. So if you don't get married and have children, you wouldn't want to be like, oh, she's married. I'm getting to be 40 years old. I'm not going to be able to have kids. That wouldn't even be a part of your thinking. You will have perfect peace and nothing would be missing. Nothing would be missing. Let me take this young man first and then here. Yes, sir. Well, I... I looked up on the internet, uh, the Proverbs 31, and it says, The ideal woman is virtuous, strong, and selfless. She does not wait to be served, but rises early, comma, even before sunrise, comma, to delegate tasks and engage in business. Comma. I don't know if anyone thinks about that, but that's Well, once she returned to her natural self, state of being, that will happen naturally. She would be in no competition with anyone. She wouldn't feel like a slave. She wouldn't feel like the man taking advantage of her or anything because she would be with the father and the father would fulfill all the needs. And she would love being a woman. She wouldn't be lost in imagination. She wouldn't be tied up in emotions because she wouldn't be in the imagination. Nothing would be missing. You're not going to get it in a man, ladies. Men try to get it from you. And men don't love women. When a man first see a woman, and, and he said, wow, that's a pretty woman. She's so fine. What he's really thinking, I'm about to get me some S, start with an S. Ladies, they ain't thinking about you. <laughs> I promise you that. 
whenever a man whistle at a woman, see a woman, he's thinking the S word first. But he's saying something else, but he's lying. And the woman thinks, oh, he loved me for my intellect. No, he don't. Oh, he loved me for my beauty. No, he don't. Because just think about it. Once he gets you, let's say he gets you for your beauty. The day after the wedding, the honeymoon night, the beauty gone. And all he thinks about is that. Men don't love you when they whistle at you. The only thing that's on the man's mind is the three-letter word. And I can't say it because kids are here. They probably already know anyway. <laughs> they made the school. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but men don't love you, women. So don't be all thinking you all that because they say these things to you, but they don't mean it. If you could read a man's mind, you would know they don't mean it. And then you, you, you stay on that path. It'll be added to you. All right. Uh, I saw a hand here. Did I see your hand? Yeah. And I think I saw your hand, right? Okay. You're saying men today are pathetic. I agree. Yeah. What do you think caused that? Number one, no, as he was saying, no fathers. They don't have the light in the home. That's what caused it. And then by not having the light in the home and the mother making them angry, that's what made them really lose it. And they take on the mindset and emotions of a woman because they become angry. And any man that has anger, think and act like a woman. And today's generation, they got it bad. They can't handle anything. They overreact to everything. They have fear. They have doubt. And they totally live in their imagination. At least in the, when I was growing up, the men were there, my grandfather, and even my father, my stepfather, they would correct that. Hey, you're a boy. You should be acting that way. Don't act like you act like your mama. Or they'll say you're acting like a girl. But nowadays, men are not, they won't say that because they're busy acting like a girl themselves. But it starts in the home. So what if the father is physically there, but he's also being run by the, the mother? It's to a lesbian relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Two women in the home. There's no light. Yeah. No light, and the kids are going to end up messed up. Right here. <laughs> Just think about it. You got the man arguing with the woman and the woman arguing with the man. Isn't that like two ladies fighting? There's no light. If the man had the light in him, he wouldn't be fighting. He wouldn't be fighting with the woman because nothing that she would say would hurt him. Nothing that she would say would make him doubt himself. It would be personal and he would be able to guide her out of it because he can take it. He's not into emotions, so he can take it. If you can't take the world, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make If you have anything you need from the world, and if you can't take the world, you're not going to make it. Because people are evil. They are worse than they ever look like. Because anger is being taught as love now. Anger is not love. Anger is evil. It's hatred. It is evil. If you can't take the world, you can't take criticism or whatever, you're not going to make it in this world today. You're going to be a bastard case. Be on drugs and medication and smoking pot. And why do you think they're selling pot now? Give it away almost because they know you need it. Because you're not able to go without it. 
You can't take the world. Anyway. If women put the kingdom of God first, um, everything else, they won't think about. It'll fall away. The desire to have a man or have a husband, that'll just automatically fall away, and it won't be a, a desire anymore. No, because their mind will be renewed. Yeah. God will, re re he will give you his consciousness, and in his mind, all things are already done. There is no want for anything. The woman needs to rise in consciousness as well because she too is on a lower state of consciousness. And in that father state, which is the mind of the devil, you think you want this and you think you need that and you think you want it. And it never makes you happy. You're never satisfied at all. And you're not going to be satisfied. You should be with your husband and not need him. And if, and if he's right, he'll guide you, he'll be that perfect example, and you would love it. Because you would know what that is, you would identify with it. And it wouldn't be based on what you think. Well, I'm going to follow him as long as he do, do the right thing. That wouldn't even be a question in your mind. And because you don't know what right is. We don't know what right is unless we're living in the present. And we're guided by the truth. We're guided by what is right. Amazing. Thank um, you. Oh. I just wanted to say it is when you say <clears throat> when you say that it's amazing. Like you're um, you're you can't even imagine like the things that God has for you. Like that's so true because I used to want everything. I used to want a family, a husband, just everything. And then when I finally let go and I started really like working on myself as doing the silent prayer and yeah. being still. I noticed things just started to fall away, fall away, and I don't have any of the desires that my imagine told me, my imagination told me that I wanted. I don't have any of that anymore. I'm just in the present, and whatever happens, happens, and I just go with the flow. Amazing. Nice. What do you think about that? A woman should only want the kingdom of God in the back. Wait a minute. And then I'll come to you, sir. She should only want that. What do I think about it? I think that it, I think everybody should want that. Well, how about women? I, I agree with that because yeah. we also fall into that. But then it also makes me like, but then it, it makes me ask, like when I see families, like is, I, I can't help but ask this, but is. I can't hear you. It makes me wonder where love is in families then love in the family where love is in the family there okay. is no love in the families because the husband and wife trying to get something from one another that they don't have to give and then if they can't get it from the children from one another they especially the wife she try to get it from the children she try to get love she try to make something get something to make her feel secure because she's so insecure on the inside due to the imagination and so there is no love in families. Anytime you're trying to get something from someone, just know you have no, you don't have what you want. You don't have love. And that's why you're trying to get something. You don't have love. But if you had it, even in the, in the fallen state, all of those desires that you thought were yours would disappear. They'll be gone. 
It's amazing. They'll be just one day you just re- without even thinking about it. And so don't hold on to this at all. Let it go in one ear and out the other one because you're trying to make yourself be this way and you can't make yourself make this happen. It's a nature. It's a state of being. And it only changes as you're overcoming the wrong state that you're in. Anyone that has anger is in the wrong state. And so if you, as you're seeking the kingdom, you've gone and forgiven, you've got to forgive so you can enter into the kingdom. If you don't forgive, you're not going to get in there. And intellectually, you'll tell yourself you're there, but you're not. Inwardly, you're still lonely, you're still afraid, you're still pretending, you're still looking for somebody to get identity from because you, you intellectually lied to yourself, which is the nature of the devil, by the way. But, uh, and so don't, don't try to figure out what that is. It'll happen, though. If you stay with it, if you truly forgive, by seeing that you're wrong for hating and stay with it, it'll change. All right? And so there is no love in families at all. Look how messed up families are. Everybody fighting, everybody faking, everybody hate one another, everybody trying to get something from one another. Amazing. Yes, sir. I was going to make a question about the about the weak male. Yes. And you talked about it last week too, how how these men uh, put women up on a pedestal and and they could sense uh, a beta from across the room. Yeah. <laughs> and women can tell a weak man right away. As soon as he approached her, she can tell this one is weak. But she'll play along so she could get the flowers and she could get the free drink and the free meal and all that. But in her mind, she know that I got this one. I don't want this one for a husband. I'll take him if I can't find nothing else, but this, is, this one is weak. I was, I was wondering if you heard of the, the word uh, simp. Who? Simp. That's- yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, that's what they're calling it now. Oh, weak man? Yeah. Oh, simp. Simp. He's weak and simp. Right. So, ladies, when a man approach you at a bar and offer you a drink, you already know this anyway. Or they say, oh, they meet you on the street and they want to take you to dinner. What they're really saying to you, I, I'm just doing this for the S-E-X thing. <laughs> and you already know it anyway. That's why you still go home lonely, right? Even if you took the man home with you, as soon as he's gone, you're back to loneliness. It, it doesn't last. But if you seek the kingdom of God in his right way, as men should do, you will never be lonely again. And then the fight will end because you're not trying to get anything from him and he is not trying to get anything from her and they live a perfect life together. And they'll make some babies, and the kids would be amazing because they wouldn't go through the same hell. They will have love, the real love, not emotional love. So you'll start a new generation. And that's what God trying to do through human beings. He's trying to create love. He's trying to create love, and love conquers all. Uh, that's it. I actually wanted to make a comment on the... Being conscious with your body. 
Yeah, keeping your mind with your body. Yeah, I remember when you uh, assigned that, and my first thought is like, this is going to be the, the hardest thing ever, right? But I tried it during uh, uh, going to the gym, like focusing on what you're doing. Yeah. But eventually you develop a flow and you just lose track. And then I tried it with music, you know, start playing music and focus on all the right notes, what timing you're playing. And that as well went away because you get into a rhythm. When you keep your mind with the body or when you when, forget? When you focus on the music or oh, I anything see. else. But uh, I came, I was going to these classes and this blind man needed help getting into a van. So I was helping him through the parking lot, and he was like, uh, are there any steps? Is there anything in the way? So I was describing kind of the surroundings, and I realized that at that moment that I was in the presence of my body. Yep. It's like seeing everything for the first time. Yep. And Amazing. that kind of helped me, uh, you know, bring my conscience to my body and not let it wander off. That's such a good point. You see everything at once. At once. When you're in the present, everything is there. You can see everything. Amazing. I want to encourage you all to stay with that. Practice keeping in mind with the body. It's so amazing. It's so, what's so amazing about life is how we can spend a whole lifetime being in darkness, thinking that we, that, and then you make up excuses. Oh, I'm just human. This is just human. This is nobody perfect. What a lie the devil played on you. Just think about it. You are the spirit of God. The God's spirit. It's perfect. He made us in his spirit. And his spirit is perfect. But because we live in the lie and people confirm you can't be perfect, you start telling yourself that, oh, I can't be perfect. You are not your vices. You're not this false image that you have. It's a false image. It's not real. The real you, you're not afraid. The real you want for nothing. The real you're not trying to build yourself because it's already done. The real you have everything already. That's why you, God said, don't worry about these things. I, I got you. You already have it. The real you is fine. Isn't that like crazy? Just think about that. The real you is perfect. And don't let anyone tell you that you can't be. Because they're in the darkness and they're, they're, this false image that they have, which is the nature of the devil, is what they're calling imperfect. And it's imperfect, but it's the nature of the devil. It's not the nature of you. You are created the image of God. Christ came and it is done. All you need to do is wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. It is done. I heard this story, and this is not my story. I have to hear a wiser old man give this story once. He said that, um, and I'm not going to say it exactly like him because I don't remember every word. There was this man who went looking for a house to buy. And so he uh, introduced himself to a realtor, and she took him around to a certain home until finally they saw a house. 
and she told him, uh, um, she showed him around the house, and she said, this is an amazing home. It's at a nice price. I would suggest that you hurry up and get it because it's really a nice price, and property prices are going up, and you should get it. And while he was looking around the house, other people came in, too, to get, you know, because they were looking for a house. You know how you look for a house, other people come in, and they were looking around, and the relative was showing them around. And, and so uh, they were standing outside. The guy was leaving, something like that. The guy was about to leave it, and he was like, oh, I'll, I'll let you know. And some woman drove down the road. A neighbor came down the street, a beautiful woman. And the realtor introduced the, the, the man to the woman. Oh, this is Sally Ann. She lived down the road. And Sally was like, oh, that's cool. You're going to be my neighbor. <laughs> and, and the woman was beautiful. And so that made the man excited, too, because he was told it was a good price. He better hurry up and get the house. And then the woman drove down the road, and there were a bunch of people looking at the house, too. And the woman drove down the road, and the woman was cute, you know, sexy and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so friendly with the man, and so she drove off. Oh, good to meet you. I hope I'll be your neighbor. Man, I'm really excited now. And so he left, and he stopped at a cafe to think about that, to have a little lunch. And he was sitting in one of those stools there where you can't, people can't see if you're sitting at one of those little table-like things with the wall. And so the realtor and that woman came into the cafe. And they didn't see the man sitting in a, in a stool over, the seat over. And they were laughing about what a trick they played on the man. They're like, wow, we really played on him. Huh? We made you think the house was cheap. We pretended that you lived in the neighborhood. And he didn't know that those other people that was looking, that the other realtors intent, intentionally invited them to come and look at the house at the same time so they could set up the setup. You know something? And the man heard them talking, and he knew that they had played a trick on him. He was able to see. And when he was able to see, he knew he wasn't going to buy the house because he had been had. And that's what the mind do to us. It set us up. But when you wake up, it can't set you up any longer because you can now see. Isn't that an amazing story? It, was, it stuck with me. That's what I remember. And that's what happens when you overcome the mind. You cannot be set up anymore because the mind gives you all these phony ideas about things and phony desires and phony plans, and you think they're yours. Phony ideas, and they're not yours. And then when you go and get what the mind says you should have, you find out, wow, I didn't want this. But if you don't listen to the mind, because you can now see, you can't be set up. And whatever you get is perfect. It's fine. Amazing story, huh? That's what happens when you wake up. Once he heard them saying that, he can now see. And he was able to walk away from the house because he saw that he had been had. When you see that your mind is not your friend, you're going to be able to walk away from it. You will walk away from it. It's a setup. Right here, I think I saw your hand, right? Yeah, right here first. Oh, hold on a minute. I don't know if I'm going to mess up the flow of what you just said, though. Should I, you want me to still ask the question? Yeah, if you want to. Okay. So can you explain... 
keep your mind in your, you said mind in the body? Yeah, keep keeps your mind where your body, like your body is sitting there in this room in that chair. Yeah. But your, your mind could be thinking about what happened yesterday mm. or what am I have for dinner today or I had an argument with this person, now I'm thinking about that. Your mind can have you thinking other places rather than being right here with the body, being aware of the body. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, you clarified it because uh, I was going to ask a question about, like, what if you're, like, I feel, I feel like my mind is with my body. Instead of instead of thinking about the future or the past? No, but I still think about the, I, everything you just said, that applies to me. But, but if I, you think about the future or the past, then your mind is not with you. Okay. It's an, an illusion of a past or a future. Hmm. Because as a young man was saying, it, he's young. How old are you, 13, 14, 12. 12? He's 12 years old. It's boring in the present for him because kids, they, you know, they're excited. They need things. Yeah. But for an adult, it would be perfect. Okay. Yeah. So keep your mind where your body and not thinking about yesterday or tomorrow or what happened this morning and Driving over here and none of that stuff. Is it, but when you keep your mind with your body, are, are you aware? Are you aware? Yes. When your mind is with the body, you're aware. But when it's not, you're unaware. Okay. So, but like, if you like, if you, can you be too aware? No such thing as too aware. You're either aware or you're not. Okay. All right. All right. I think I got it. Okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. So I've been I've been thinking about this idea of love. I notice um, most people we don't have love. No. And I was trying to figure out, okay, so what is love? And so I started seeking the Father about what is love. And what I discovered that most people think that, like, we can take a simple example of like a mother loving their child. And when you say to someone, you don't have love or this mother doesn't have love for a child, that's almost offensive to any woman or right. any person who has a child. How can you say that they don't love her? Right. But what they don't realize is, in actuality, what they have is a passion. They, they, because if you have real love, it would be impossible for you to get frustrated with that child and then despise that child or hate uh -huh. that child. So that's not real love. Real love is a perpetual state of non-resenting. You would never be able to resent or hate that child. That's what real love is, and it's a constant state where it's you a state of being, a yeah. constant state of being where you can never be uh, uh, hateful or hate someone for their actions or what they're doing. And if a mother had love for her children, she wouldn't be offended if I said, "You don't have love." There you go. You know yep. what I'm saying? She no, she there's no, it's not possible She'd to be, be like, offended whatever. when you live in a state That's of right. love. Absolutely, amazing. Just think about this for a minute, and don't don't hold on to it. But let it pass through. God love us. He's not holding anything against us. He's not judging us. He, he know that we are not the ego. He know that the devil made a home in us. And the stuff, the crazy stuff we've been doing and thinking and acting was never us. He know that. And so you need to come to know that about yourself. That it's not you, but it's the spirit that made a home in you. And that God is not holding that against you at all. So you can stop judging yourself as well. It's not you. God is it's done. God loves us. And he has defeated the devil that made a home at us. 
He has defeated him. And so there's no reason for you to give in to the devil. There's no reason for you to have fear or doubt or try to get love or friendship or worry about money or, or job or anything. You listen to the not you. And when people say, oh, you drink alcohol, you're an alcoholic. No, you're not an alcoholic. Don't claim that anymore. Don't claim these titles. Just say, no, I'm not. Just, you'll see it's the devil in you. Call the devil what it is. It's the devil. He's making you do the things that you wouldn't, don't want to do. Don't, nobody want to have fear. When you, let me, and then I'm done. When you wake up, you're going to want to kick your own butt that you were afraid, that you worried about what people thought about you or what you had. Or, you're not going to believe, because you're going to see that people are no good. Why was, I, why was one no good person afraid of another no good person? <laughs> Just think about that. What, call, all have sin, right? Everybody born through the woman born into sin. So why is one sinner afraid of the other sinner? Why do one sinner worry about what the next sinner think about him, him or her? Just think about that. People ain't no good in that fallen state. And so it's abnormal, but you listen to thoughts and emotions. All right? Amazing. So I saw a hand. Who did I see? Oh, right here. And then these two ladies right here want to tell me how, what they think about the little story about the man in the house. Yes. So I, yeah, I can remember yesterday. It's so dumb. Really, when you get over this, you're not going to believe you lived the life that you lived. And if you know to read, sorry, Frank, then I read the Bible, don't do anything about it. Getting degrees. This preacher that I interviewed, I think, it was, oh, one of the preachers said, my sister is a fine woman. She, she's a good woman. I'm like, well, what's good about her? She, she raised her kids by herself. She sent them off to college. She did all these physical things, right? I'm like, so what's good about that? That, nothing he named was good about his sister. I'm like, that's not it, buddy. Sorry. It's not out there, folks. I'm telling you. It's, and God love us. He is not against us. He wants you to be still so he can shine the light on the darkness because we can't change anything. There's nothing we can do. You might well give up. He's waiting on you to let go so he can take over. Just let go. And let whatever happen, happens. And the devil going to play on your mind. Oh, you ain't going to have this and this is going to happen. That's the devil talking to you. It's not you. Okay, real fast. So I was driving around yesterday. And uh, a lot of times when I'm by myself, I don't play any music. And I kind of watch myself. And I noticed that uh, a couple of things happened, you know, uh, Three things. The car drove by with their, you know, loud music and loud engine. And I'm going, that is lifting that person's ego. You can tell the way they're driving while I'm looking at myself. And, you know, there's a, a lady walking by on the main street and she's wearing a short dress. Why is she wearing that short dress? Oh, the ego. Her ego is she's getting high off of the attention she's getting from that. And then something happened to me. I was, you somebody cut me. Almost. Yeah, are you looking at Jason? Almost. Out the road. What, the? what happened, you know, a car cut me off. 
And I was kind of looking at myself, and normally I would have been, you know, cussing that person out. Yeah. I'd have been angry, and like, I need to get that person back. And I, I actually saw it before it happened. And so I was prepared for it. I, I was kind of just looking, and it, and it prepared me for it. And, and the, the, the last thing about it is I didn't even get angry or emotional or I didn't feel anything when normally I'd be, you know, ready to kill that person. Yeah. And so it's like I wasn't even angry. It didn't mean anything to me. And so that's what was amazing about that, keeping your eyes on yourself. Amazing. I want to encourage you all to practice keeping in mind where the body is. And, and after a while, you know, you're going to be aware of yourself walking through doors you know, it's just going to happen naturally. It's like magic. It just starts to happen because you know, that old nature is falling away. And then consciousness is bringing in a new nature, introducing you to this nature that you have forgotten. And so just be aware of yourself what you're doing. Keep it simple. Don't try to make it happen. Don't intellectually try to make it happen. It's not going to work because the intellect is of the devil. It's not of God at all. I don't care how many books you learn, how many Bibles you read. You have no idea what God is like, but you will start to know. You really will start to know. All right. Uh, what do you think about that story with the man in the house right here? How, uh, the, the story you said about yeah. the, it's, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. I mean, I feel like it happens everywhere you go anyway. Yeah. You know, you're set up for this really for failure because it's pleasing their ego. But so. it's really, and it, the moral of the story is the way the mind set us up. Yeah. It, that story is the mind does the same thing to yeah. us. It set us up to make, uh, make us think we know what we want or make us think this is the right thing and make us think this is the right that or this. Yeah. It's a setup. Yeah. And then once you get it, you realize you've been played. Yeah. Right. When my dad, growing up, my dad always told me, don't believe everything you hear and believe half of what you see. That's right. So that's I used to always. Hear the same thing. Yeah, I Absolutely. tell the kids, I'm like, I, even coming out of my mouth, my husband's mouth, I always tell them, like, don't believe everything yeah. you hear and believe go, half of what you see. So Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Um, brand new biblical question. Let me do this first to the first timers. Any questions or anything for me? Any questions about what you've heard? Or No. Was this helpful for you? Yes. Nice. Are you doing the silent prayer? No. You are? I'm not. Well, you know about it? Yes. Okay, start doing it. Okay. You still do your little hooping and hollering, right? And no. then And then be, <laughs> she's like, no, I'm doing that either. <laughs> yes. We'll do the silent prayer. Uh, www.silentprayer.video. So you can let go. It'll, it'll be fine. All right. And thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you. Any questions or anything? Was this helpful today? Oh, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> amazing. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, when I do silent prayer, I, I, I've been hearing a lot of stuff. But um, even the, you know, when you're getting irritated with somebody, that doesn't even matter anymore. Right. You know, it, even just, for because you're overcoming that abnormal state of being, right? Yeah. So when you do feel irritation in this state of being, relax in the irritation. Right. It's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. But it's not happening to you. It's happening to the nature of the devil in you. It's not you at all. Yeah. Even even the doubt. You know, like when you start to doubt, you, yeah. you want to do a business venture. You want to do something, and and then you're starting to doubt yourself. But just relax in it, right? Yes. Relax in yeah. it. 
Because when you're relaxing in it, you're overcoming the, the abnormal nature. The ego, as someone said, the ego nature. You're overcoming the devil. Yeah, every time I uh, get into a confusing state where I don't understand what's happening around me or what's, you know, what I'm right. walking into or something like that, that's, that's a, a red flag for me to, to relax. Absolutely. You know, and that's what's been helping me a lot. So. Because in the present, everything is clear. Mm-hmm. There's right. nothing to think about, nothing to want, everything done. That's right. Amazing. Well, thanks for coming, yeah, man. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Any questions? Was this helpful for you today? Um, yes, I don't have any questions at the moment, but yes, it was very helpful. I yeah. appreciate all the words that everybody said, and I'll take everything you know with a, a grain of salt for sure. Right on. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, last word. Well, I definitely appreciate uh, Bond Church. Uh, there's the wisdom of others is amazing. I like yeah. I no like man's an problem. island, and no man has the answers. So it's a fellowship. So that's why I ask questions right because. On. If I knew the answers, I wouldn't be coming here or I whatever, right? You know, I mean, I get a lot of wisdom from it. And, you know, and everybody's saying, well, why are you asking questions? Because I don't know the answers. Right on. Simple as that. Nice. We'll start doing the silent prayer, all right? Okay. So brand new biblical question. Brand new. Which would you rather have, a life of certainty or uncertainty? Which would you rather have, a life of certainty or uncertainty? Isn't that an amazing question? Uh-huh. I just need three people to respond. What would you rather have, a life of certainty or uncertainty? I think that I would like to have a life of, uh, like to have a life of uncertainty. A life uncertainty. of uncertainty? Yeah. You already had that? Yes, already. <laughs> I mean, I guess I like to continue. And you like it? Uh, no, I don't really like it too much, but I think that when you have a life of, <laughs> I think when you have a life of uncertainty, I think that's what, you know, um, what you, you, which, uh, like what we're here for is to be able to deal with those obstacles and be able to, like, you know, not let it, you know, hurt us. So okay. I think... Um, so you want a life of uncertainty? I want... <laughs> I don't know what I want, really, but I mean, I, I want like when you have a life of uncertainty and you're able to have that peace and you're able to like take take on like you know the the different you know uh, endeavors. But do you have peace in a life of uncertainty? If if yeah, I think you can. Okay. I think you can have peace. All right, amazing. But, yeah, do I want it? I, I ask, can I answer it again next week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right here, life of. Certainty or uncertainty? What would you prefer to have? I don't know. I, I, I'm with him. I think, well, no, certainty. But the fault, like you, the fall you want in a li- me. You'd rather have a life of, of certainty? certainty? Yeah. And why? But I, why? Because I, I would be in peace. Like, like just peace without having to think of what if. Oh, okay. But, you know, living in the uncertainty, I guess, I, I see what he means. It keeps, it's fun. It keeps you, like, on your toes, so... So what do you want? <laughs> a certainty. <laughs> certainty. Certainty, yeah. But you like the life of uncertainty too? Mm. Are you saying you like both? No, I don't like oh. both. No, no, no. I said if, <clears throat> if I would have been in my fallen state, I would have loved the uncertainty because it would have kept me on my toes and just like, oh my God, what's next? The what if, the thoughts, the key, you know, that just keeps going. 
And so which would you prefer? Certainty, Jesse. You prefer the life of certainty? Yes. Oh, yeah. But you like the uncertainty too? No, 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 no. Oh. No. Okay. I'm saying I understand what he's saying about the life of uncertainty. Oh, but, I see. Oh, you yeah, understand yeah. what he's saying yeah. about it. I got you. That's what I meant. Yeah. But you prefer a life of certainty. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I love my life now, whatever that is. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right here. Would you prefer a life of certainty or uncertainty? I remember an old church I used to go to, they would say certainty in uncertainty. Um, <laughs> but I would have to pick uncertainty because I feel like heaven is going to be certain. It's, it's going to be? It's, I think it has to be. Will you get there? Yeah. Will you die? Uh, not spiritually. Oh. I don't know if I'll have memories of my well, life what, here. What do you mean by you think life is a life of certainty when you get there? Uh, well, I think after what happened in the garden, we're, we're sort of destined to have an uncertain life, and we're always talking about overcoming the ego and overcoming the mind, overcoming thoughts, and I'm kind of like, oh, well, if I wanted a certain life, where would that come from? It would come from wanting comfort and consistency. So which do you prefer, a life, uh, life of certainty or uncertainty? I think in a worldly way, but I would prefer the certain life, but in reality, it really is uncertain, so I might as well just deal with it. And which would you prefer? Probably the certain life. Do you want to, you'd rather have a life of certainty? Yeah. Oh, okay. How about you, Hake? Which would I rather have? A life of certainty <laughs> or uncertainty? I think I would rather have a life of certainty. And why? Because uncertainty leaves me feeling weird. Like, I don't like the feeling of uncertainty, necessarily. Oh. But that's why I, you, you asked me this question off air, whatever. Right. Um, but you asked which one is better, and I said uncertainty is better. Uncertainty? Oh, yeah. Which life is better? Uncertainty or certainty? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I said that uncertainty was better because of what his church said, that it's, it's good to have certainty amid uncertainty. Like me, well, meaning like you have, have of, you, because what does that we're, mean? Have certainty of me and uncertainty. What that means is, you know that you don't know, and you're okay with not knowing. Follow that. Right, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I mean. And so you prefer, uh, but I prefer certainty. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but it seems like uncertainty is better. Okay. Because uncertainty is based in reality, since we don't know. Uh, you think uncertainty is reality? I mean, the, rea- the reality is, is I'm not as certain about a lot of stuff. Okay. Right. And so, w- one last time, you prefer uncertainty or certainty? I prefer certainty. Oh, okay. Last word. And I also have a question for some, from the chat, oh, unrelated. Okay. And so what, how did I state the question originally? You originally asked which is, which is better, I think. Yeah, which is better. Is that, is that how you're going to amend the biblical question? Yeah, which is better, a okay. lack of certainty or uncertainty. As opposed to which you prefer? Right. Okay. Either way, it's the same question. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, uncertainty. Uncertainty. You prefer a life of uncertainty. Yeah. And why? I don't need to know. You don't need to know what? I, just don't, I don't feel like I need to know. You don't feel like you need to know? Mm-mm. So why are you seeking there? Hmm? Why are you seeking? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? You black? <laughs> um, 
Because I want what's right. And seeking, knowing yourself is what's right. Okay. Amazing. Well, that's the brand. We're worded the way it should be worded, I guess. Yes, ma'am. This isn't related to the question. It's actually about the story you said about the realtor. What did you say, no? This is, uh, my comment is about the story about the realtor. Right. The the guy buying the house. Yeah. It just made me think about, um, like, all the things that were sold every day and all the business people who are laughing in their, yeah. um, you know, yeah, behind the scenes when we buy into. That was she was saying earlier that people just treat you all the time anyway with stuff, make you think you want something you don't even want. Yeah, like makeup products where clearly they had a lot of stuff yeah. done and then they sell like hundreds of millions of dollars worth. They of make buku money off makeup product and the ladies are just buying it thinking they're pretty. <laughs> what an ego trip that is, huh? You're right. Yes, James, real fast. Okay, this is a question from the chat. SX Moneymaker SX asks, when, when do you find your purpose, and how would you know that it is for you? Okay, good question, too. You never find your purpose. So stop looking, or don't look. It'll find you. And when it finds you, you will know it. All right. So do not look for it. It will find you. Your purpose will find you. All right. Merry Christmas again. Thank you all. I hope that this was helpful today. Become your own man. Become your own woman. Only seek the kingdom of God in his right way and know that you have no idea what that means. All right. So let all even what we talked about today, let it go in one ear and out the other. Do not hold on to it because you're holding on to intellectual knowledge if you hold on to it. It's good to get knowledge, but it's bad to hold on to it. So let it pass, all right? Do the silent prayer. Stay with ladies. Don't look for nothing. Stop looking. Seek the kingdom. That way you'll never be lonely again, all right? Um, Oh, latest form, right? I think this is third Thursday, right? Latest form, the last one for the year, is this Thursday at 7 p.m. It's going to be a hoot nanny at 7 p.m., all right? Thank you all. We are way over time. Thank you for your donation, your support, and all that. We appreciate it. Thank you. It was an amazing fellowship. Thank you, guys. Amazing.